if you if you uh, if you're watching the video and you can see the uh, the road rash and tegaderm that covers uh, Beefun's body here, mm-hmm. you'll know why we're talking about what we're talking about. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Being slouches. I've got a pretty pretty relevant topic today. If, you, if, you, uh, if you're watching the video and you can see the, uh, the road rash and tegaderm that covers uh, Beefun's body here, mm-hmm. you'll know why we're talking about what we're talking about. Makes a lot more sense. We've been talking about... Talking about this for some time, though. There's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talking <laughs> going on. Not a lot of action. Not a lot of today action. Today, we act. Yeah, we're doers today. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, uh, you know, you've gotten injured. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, we're not talking like you have a little soreness and you're, you slow you down for a day. We're talking about um, it's going to keep you from, from any activity for however long. Uh, you know, as long as it prevents you from doing, that's what we're talking about. Yep. These these larger. You're now being sidelined. Yes, yeah, sidelined. You can no longer point. train. It's a good. Now what? Yeah. So we're gonna get to it, but first, I am Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete. All up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. And uh, if you're a podcast person, stream it wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Thank you. Coaches on couches. Yeah. And as always, we appreciate ratings and reviews. Um, but only if they're five star. Yep, that's the only caveat. That's, that's <laughs> the one, the one caveat. All right. So before we get into the topic, mm-hmm. you know, we it's been a few weeks. Uh, we last one we recorded was right before Memorial Day, actually. Yep. So lots happened since then. So just quick, quick updates. Kind of what's what's going on. I'll kind of go first here. Basically, not much. I <laughs> you had a good beach trip. Yeah, we went. I went to Atlanta for Memorial Day. My family's from is all in Georgia, and got to do some different things. My brother's big into race cars and stuff, so I got to go and ride in his drift car. Mm. Uh, that was fun. We went to Amp, the Atlanta Motorsports Park, and hung uh, out not there. Not the drink. No, 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 no. Not the strong. But there was probably drink. a lot of that there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of monster stickers and <laughs> stuff like that, but, uh, Amp's a really cool place. If you're into cars, it's, it's awesome. Um, but did that, went to the beach for a week, got a double eye infection, got a corneal abrasion from the sand, which turned into a double eye infection. We need to find a picture to put it up was on the awful old, on the old book of faces. Absolutely awful. It really didn't, it didn't like, I didn't get, did s- it, did it stop you from training? Uh, yes, actually I did for, <laughs> for like two days. Cause I couldn't see, like I, I was mm-hmm. like, I had no peripheral in my right eye. And then my, every morning my eyes were like soldered shut with goo 
and then they were so swollen I could barely see. I was literally like the guy on the beach never took my sunglasses. Every like anywhere we went, keep sunglasses on. I was like trying not to let it like ruin the vacation. Mm. Be cool dad. And, yeah. Uh and I just wore sunglasses everywhere. Probably people just thought I was a one of those guys. Yeah, a jerk. But whatever. <laughs> I had I looked like sloth from the Goonies. Like just <laughs> it was bad. It's quite the picture. I gotta find it. <laughs> I'm saving it for your birthday, actually. It's gonna be your birthday. Perfect. Post. Perfect. Yeah, other than that, not much. Just uh you know. The heat the heat is hit. The heat I is hit. That. I know that's something we were chatting about prior to that. We uh, did have uh we did have a uh, a hammer fest ride. Uh, what two weeks ago? Our our two local Hammerfest. Yeah. Uh, we our coach Johnny came in town after Tulsa Tough and had him out on the the G Pack ride and he destroyed us all. And uh, but we had a a follow car and a moto and moto uh, assistance uh-huh. on that uh, ride. For those that don't know, the Memphis endurance community is pretty awesome. Yep, so for sure, when anything, shout out to Will Tucker and to uh, Chuck Bolton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was that was a lot of fun. Even yep. though I got got dropped in the hundred and five degree oh, man, heat, it was, and it was bad. But uh, that was fun. It was my ride was not bad because I was in, in the, the follow vehicle, car. Yeah. yeah, with the air conditioner rolling, it was a okay. Which kind of leads into what I've been doing. Uh, Iron Horse Bicycle Classic. I went out for that. Hadn't done it since, geez, 2012 maybe. It'd been a been a long time since I'd been out there. Um, but went out and raced that. So cool being on the start line with guys like Quinn Simmons, Colby Simmons, uh, Howard Grotz, Deadly Nedley, the Lung, the Lung, Ned Overend, uh, the Simmons's dad. Uh, also strong. But you got you got like these World Tour pros, former former World Tour people. Um, you know, Ned over and his Palmares, uh, precede him. Um, but it was so cool being on start line. Well, and I mean, Quinn did okay at Tour de Suisse. He did. He was the, the, the uh, mountains, the mountains classification winner. So yeah, uh, that was fun. Went to Tulsa. That did not go as well as it didn't. As the did Iron it, Horse. Right. No, turns out, uh, asphalt is still stronger than human flesh well i mean i appreciate you checking on that for me you know every few every few years been five years since i tested it fortunately i didn't test bones this year but broke my bike so that sucked uh but a lot of road rash and kind of strained my groin so i've been out for almost two weeks now just got back to doing some riding and you know we were talking about a topic for for today um, we've been meaning to talk talk about coming back from injury for a long time um yeah so, so we actually you just put up a video on youtube yep one uh, our youtube channel on that whole debacle yeah if you want to see a slow-mo of the uh of the wreck happening and what happened uh yeah check it out yeah for sure um so brian's no uh, no um you're not you're not uh afraid to hurt yourself nope and uh, gas, man. i tried not to as much as possible but last year managed to go over the bars in a finishing sprint of yep. a race, actually the first race of the year, go figure, and uh, broke my collarbone, and that's the first time I've really, really been sidelined. There might be a couple times where I wrecked road rash off the bike for a day or two, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, off of exercise altogether. I don't, honestly, I don't, I, I'm going to knock on something right now, but I haven't had any like 
running or swimming related injuries that have kept me from doing those activities, mostly just because I, you know, wreck on a bike and that's, uh, the consequence on a bike seems to be a lot higher than slightly uh, higher than, yeah, what you end up with, with runners but, right. or swimmers. So th- it's super common though, unfortunately, that people get in a scenario where they get an injury and they, they can't, it's bad enough where they can't train. It might be a broken collarbone. It might be when we have a, we have an athlete who we basically we've been coaching him end of the season race last. It was, this was a fun race. This wasn't even like a thing this we tra- trained for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Our, our buddy cliff. Yeah. And he twists his knee as a trail trail run, twists his knee and completely demolishes his ACL. Yeah. And we're not talking about like a little tear. We're talking about full reconstruction of his ACL. Yeah. And so, Lee you know, Rustin, she's had a couple of, of surgeries on her elbows from, from going down that yep. kept her out of the game for, you know, a few months. Yep. Ben Ladd, right That's now. all. Same thing. Yep. Ben Ladd, uh, his was actually a ski injury, but something where We've had a couple people. Rotator cuffs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that that can happen that can sideline you. Yeah. I mean, r- running injuries, it's not uncommon to have a, you know, tear a muscle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're not careful. Um you know, less or so swimming, obviously, um, occasional shoulders. And usually it's not something that's going to take you out of the game. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are risks involved to, to yep. doing this rep- these repetitive sports. Uh, and then obviously risks involved in, uh, riding a, a bike a little mm-hmm. bit more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but people get really, 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 really mm. uh, distraught, yep. been out of shape, negative. Uh, you know, anytime they like have a, an injury that might take them out of this activity that they enjoy. And the closer to a goal event, oh the my higher gosh. that level of distress can become, right? Like if you've put in a ton of work. Got one right now. And you're close to, you're very close to that goal event that you've invested time in, you've invested money into. Like it's it's something that, yeah, it can weigh on you. But like what's, I mean, my suggestion always is, and, and kind of part of the reason for this podcast is it already happened. Like it's now out of your control. You can't yeah. go back in time and change what happened. I mean, if you could, that'd be great, but you can't. So dwelling on that, that, dwelling on that fact is something that it's just wasted energy and it puts you in a bad mental space. Um, So that's one of those things you got to erase the, I'm upset, grieve it. You can have your grieving process. Yeah. You you get like a day. Yeah. Just, you know, get it, take a day, grieve it. Yep. And then get over it. Yep. Because looking looking in the past is not gonna do anything for you. Um so we're gonna do step by step here. Quick quick four steps on well, we kind of just jumped into step two. So we'll just put that as step one because it's pretty much the same. It doesn't matter what Those order are interchangeable. you go in. Yeah. Yeah. So positive mental attitude. Yep. It, it it does you no good to harp on it. And let it bring you down. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks. Don't get me wrong; it sucks. But there's there's always it, there's always going to be more events. Mm-hmm. Like the whatever happened, generally 
generally speaking, the majority of the time it's out of your control. Like, even if it wasn't necessarily out of your control because you like overtrained or whatever, um, doesn't matter. Like, in the words of the Lion King, doesn't matter. It's in the past, right? (laughs) It's in the past. (laughs) You can't change it. So there's no reason to dwell on it. You know, and unless it was like a really life changing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, injury, you're going to get through it. Yep. And there's there's always more races. There's always more uh, events. There's always more goals you can have. I mean, I've had people that have had injuries that actually did take them, like, um, take them out of doing a specific activity. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't, uh, like a, a neck fusion or something like that that they had to have now no longer they can't like run anymore yeah. because they risk cracking the vertebrae above or below that fusion. So we change sports, you know? So keep the positive attitude. There's always something else you can do. There's mm-hmm. always more events. There's there's always, you know, people tend to just identify themselves like their whole identity gets wrapped up in being an endurance athlete or even more specifically, specifically like an Ironman or, uh, you know, I finished unbound or I finished this crazy, uh, like epic race, like, and they have their entire identity wrapped up in this. And it's just not like, there's always more. And you're always going to want more. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to, you know, once that you reach that goal, you're going to go on to something else. Yeah. So don't wrap up your whole identity in one goal. That's one day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just pointless. It's dangerous. Yeah. I always like to keep the mindset of just like there's highs and lows in the sport. There's also, and that's what makes it tough. It's what makes it challenging. It It's also the lows, like the, the crappier times you go through make the highs that much better. Like it gives you perspective again. Um, you know, I was chatting with Ben Ladd who had, um, rotator cuff or not, uh, sorry, he dislocated his shoulder and broke a chip off his, um, shoulder socket and had to get it removed, had to have surgery. Um, long story short, he hasn't been able to ride outside and this is going on 10 weeks, 12 weeks. It's been a long time. Finally, he's out of a sling. Um, But he was just so happy to be able to, and we kind of went through the steps we're going through right now, but he's just been so happy to like be able to ride his trainer with both arms again, right? as opposed to one arm. You know, it's like it it gives you perspective again and it makes you enjoy stuff that you probably otherwise would have, you know, been taking for granted. And similar to like the injuries I've had, when you can't put weight on your leg for 12 weeks, you're pretty damn excited to spin your bike on a trainer again or go for a walk again or like sweat again, like all that stuff you appreciate more. So absolutely know that there are positives that come from the negatives and kind of keep that perspective. I mean the, you know, the, I felt like when I broke my collarbone last year that I was like in some of the best bike shape that I'd been in, um, you know, and then like you put in all this time over the off season and, and whatnot. And you, and initially your thought is, ah, it's all wasted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But then like when I started to get, like I was trying to avoid it. That's the time of the year personally that I like to like get outside more 
start riding, you know, you're riding the trainer all winter yeah, long. It started to get a little warmer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You started to get outside more. And then like, I couldn't ride at all. And then like, as soon as I could, I was just happy as a clam to get back on the trainer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it, yep. it, it, when it takes you out, I mean, it, yeah, mentally it's a hit, but there's always, there's always something you can be doing. Mm-hmm. So you're, the main thing is you have to change your goal. So like, this is maybe step two. Ref, one, and, one and two kind of come at the same time. Yeah. yeah reframe your goal to, to healing. Yep. Um, and getting back to a hundred percent, don't even worry about necessarily the race that you nope. aren't going to be able to do or whatever. And, and the more serious your injury, the higher priority this becomes like you getting back to full strength, not necessarily getting back to training. Like you just getting your body back to where you're functioning as fully as possible again yeah. is step number one, getting, yeah. becoming pain-free again. Like. For some, that can be a long process, and that becomes your new goal. That energy that you were putting into training is now energy your body's needing to go into healing. So you just got to kind of flip that switch, though. Like, I'm going to do as much as I can to get as healthy as I can as quickly as I can. And, you know, some of those things are, number one, you know, right away, pain management. Like, if, if you're... Um, and it kind of depends on the person, but like those first few days, the first, even maybe even the first few weeks, um, stay on top of the pain as much as you can. And that way it's going to help make sure you're sleeping better. Increase sleep time, better rest is going to help improve your recovery. Some now, if you're someone who's dealt with addiction and stuff, I know, you know, getting off of painkillers or, or managing pain, um, can be a tricky thing, you know, not one, not wanting to be on it very long. Uh, but I recommend, you know, if you, if you can manage your pain as much as you can, um, initially in a safe manner and sleep quality, get as much rest as you can and just kind of throw yourself into that. Yeah, I know when I, when I was like laid up, I kind of made, this is maybe not the best, uh, tactic, but I made like not using pain medicines Mm -hmm. part of the challenge. Yeah. uh, you know, you got to accept the challenge that this this is gonna suck a little bit. But guess what? Like, there's there's those things within all the sports you're choosing to do. Like, there's gonna be the times when it sucks, mm-hmm. and so you kind of just accept the challenge that this is just another endurance activity we're gonna have to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of made the 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 usage of pain medicines part of the challenge and just not using them at all unless I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Uh, I used a little bit like the day of, mm-hmm. like when you were, <laughs> we were driving back from middle of nowhere, Alabama <laughs> and I'm like arm in a, in a makeshift sling. Yeah. That was quality. Uh, you know, I used a little bit that day. Yeah. And then when I actually got prescribed pain meds from a doc, like I, I maybe took, Take it six times yeah. at night yeah. to to sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just kind of one of those things where, like you said, your body only has so many resources to go to healing and rebuilding and stuff like that. And even though you are not working out, your body is using those resources to heal you up, repair, rebuild you, yeah. repair you. 
Um, so your body is working. So you still need all of the same things you were, you were, you were intentionally doing when you were training high training loads, the sleep, the, the nutrients eating clean. Like I would suggest even if you're someone who, you know, uses, uses high levels of training to justify a mediocre diet. Like I would recommend you make that a big focus. Like, okay, I've been given this block of non-training I'm going to really focus on getting my diet cleaned up, getting the nutrients into my body. I need like the stuff that's going to make me healthier. Um, and the stuff that I can then I can carry those habits forward. You know, I can put my energy into that right now and then I can carry that forward once, you know, once I am back to full strength. hundred percent. That is a, a fantastic suggestion. Cause I know, I know we all, once we get into, even moderate training loads. Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah, well I got in two, three hours today. So yeah, I'll just eat whatever I want. Yep. We're exactly. good. Exactly. I've earned I've it. Earned it. Yes. I've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I mean, you've accepted the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're working through the pain management. You know, let's say you're you're getting pain free mm-hmm. um or minimal pain. You're moving normally again, uh, that sort of thing. Um now we're talking about like let's see let's see how soon we can get back to training. Yeah. Um and in that process you really have to like work with your your team, your your doctor, your coach, your physical therapist, like whoever you have in your little circle there, work with all of those people to to figure out exactly what you can do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the the doctors and the physical therapists they're gonna say let pain be your guide it's like i feel like that's like the phrase that you hear all the time listen to your body and let the pain be the guide so but the big thing there is figure out what you can do yeah do not focus on what you aren't able to do yeah focus on what you can do and that may not be the sport that you want to do. So if you're, if you have a, a running injury and you, it's not smart for you to run, ride a bike, get in a pool and go swim. Uh, if you've had a cycling injury and you can't bear weight on your, on your arm, like what can you do? Maybe you can go and just do like an elliptical in the gym or some other low impact exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously if, if riding a bike is out of the question, I'm assuming I'll assume running is also out of the question yeah. based on the impact of that exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, w- when I broke my collarbone, I knew swimming was out cause I couldn't reach. Uh, r- I tried to run pretty early on Ooh. and it was, qu- it quickly told me it was a bad idea. You were listening to the level of pain. I was, I, I heard it loud and clear, <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, okay, well, I can either do low impact stuff, walking. I did some walking, like uphill walking on the treadmill and stuff like that. Um, but I knew I couldn't reach all the way, so I was like, well, I'll just figure out how to sit on a bike, and at least I can turn my legs over. Yeah. And I took my mountain bike, put it on the trainer slam the seat as far forward as possible so I didn't have to reach very far and started turning my legs over. And before I knew it, I swapped my 
mountain bike back over for a road bike mm-hmm. and I was on the top bars and I could just do one arm on the top bars. And then I'd like every ride, I'd inch my left arm out and just try to get it set on the top bars. And then I had it set. And then once yep. it was set, I started scooting my hands out little by little to the hoods mm-hmm. until I could, you know, prop myself up normally without pain. Yep. And that wasn't a very long process. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I didn't have surgery, so I didn't have to deal with a plate in my collarbone, but, um, you know, th- those were like my daily goals. Yep. It was like, okay, I'm not worried about what effort I'm putting out. Zone two, zone three, ter- zone five. I'm turning zone- my legs over. Yep. The exactly. goal today is to get my hands a little further out mm-hmm. on the ends of these hoods, uh, to get more and more. And, and not only that, but to keep normal range of motion in the shoulder. Like I was trying to move the shoulder next day and just go as high as the pain when the pain kicked in yep. stop like yep. so many people avoid movement when they are uh and our buddy clay jones would jump all over this mm-hmm. uh like so many people avoid movement because it causes them pain but the movement is going to help them get better yeah and it's going to help them get back to 100 percent faster and retain range of motion, normal range of motion, which is then not gonna, it's gonna help you not have issues down the road yeah. because you've now caused an imbalance because you you're, you haven't moved your you chicken wing it, yeah. for, you know, yeah, you're weeks. locked. You got a frozen shoulder now. Right. Or exactly. frozen elbow or, yeah, whatever it may end up being. Yeah. Which kind of reminds me of when I had my, my last bad injury. Uh, which one was that, Brian? I it don't, was the, that was the clavicle with the eight ribs and the punctured lung. Okay, yeah, that's when you the the trip to the med when you that broke the, the spirometry record. That I did break this. That's a different story for a different day. But uh, I believe the record still stands. You can't beat it because it's, it's out the charts. He blew the bottle. At any apart. rate, at any rate, uh, Doctor Downing was like, uh, for three four days in, I hadn't moved from the couch, and he uh he called just to see how i was doing and i was like oh you know i'm in a lot of pain whatever i'd gotten off of like the stronger drugs after two days and was just using you know ibuprofen and and uh, acetaminophen by then and he essentially said your body is meant to move you need to get off your couch and move and i was like meh well okay (laughs) not a lot of sympathy here but good advice i really hope he snuck in like a you wuss uh you big softy uh (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it kind of rings true, right? Like, it goes back to know what you can do. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. Talk to your PT. Like, talk to the the people. And, like, if they say it's okay to move your shoulder, you know, say you have a shoulder injury or something in that area, and they say, hey, you're not going to hurt it more by doing it. And it's if it's just a matter of your pain threshold, start moving it. You got yeah. to. like. PT is not fun for people who are coming back from like with Lee, when she was coming back from her elbow stuff, like they were putting a mechanical device on her to force her arm Straighter. straight. Yeah. I mean, a lot of pain. Like she was in tears after those sessions, but it's something that was needed. You know, if we're left to our own on, on letting a you know pain dictate range of motion in a situation like that, you're going to want to avoid it, but sure. you need to know what's best for your body to avoid future injuries. Yeah, the, the, you know, I know we've talked about getting back as quickly as you can, but yes, this is the, this but is what we're going to stress the, here. The caveat shortly. we'd like to stress here is that like the longer you're down, 
the worse your injury, uh, the more progressive you have to be getting back at it. We're not talking like, you know, if you like with, with Cliff, Cliff is a great example. So had a full ACL reconstruction, um, you know, we kind of worked to keep him like we worked to keep him strong Mm -hmm. before he had the, the injury and then kind of worked, uh, you know, let him do his PT and like, you know, monitor that going through physical therapy. Um, and then really progressing him back into any movement, uh, at all. Yeah. I mean, he was down for a long time. Uh, and then, and then it was almost like a, a reap, like repeat, you had surgery. Now you're down again, yep. you know, but the, the initial was just trying to keep him active and strong so that he could come back faster. Mm-hmm. And well, some, that's something we'll get into in a second. But, um, once he got back at, I mean, it, this was like, a he's racing this year and this has been like almost a, this has been a two year, it was 2019, if I remember right, the, the fall of 2019. So granted, he probably wouldn't have raced, raced much in 2020 or 21 anyways, because of, or 2020 at least, because of the pandemic. But um, he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Like his body wasn't ready. Uh, and he exercised the uh, like ideal amount of patience. And yeah, he had crappy days and... Mm-hmm. Days where he like, you know, I'm sure wanted to say screw it, but he didn't. And now he's back. I mean, racing, he's racing now and he's planning on doing the Memphis 70.3 this year. Um, But he just kind of got over the pity party, saw the the road ahead, accepted the challenge and followed through. And now he's back to doing what he loves yeah. at, at arguably full steam or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. And he probably appreciates it a lot more too. hundred like percent. Having been off being forced off. Like yep. you, you appreciate that stuff more. I think the big, the big thing in time of year can definitely impact this. Like if you get hurt at the end of the season, when you were going to go into your transition and then you're going to go through your base phase and like, you know, you're going to be easing back into it anyway it's a little easier than if you're like your injury or, you know, one of my injuries where I came back and it was pretty much when everyone else was rocking and rolling. Yeah. And now the tendency is to think like, Oh, I need to, I need to be doing race efforts. I need to be doing race intensity. Like I want to get back to that. The level they're at right now, I want to get back there as quick as I can, but it's not something where, you know, if you're off the bike for six weeks, you don't resume high intensity right away. Like, and what we had incurred, and this is what I'm doing just with it. I was, I've only been off the bike 10 days, you know, it hasn't been that much, but I didn't go out my first ride back, even though I've got some big goals five, six weeks away. Like that's my big goal for the year. Um, my past two rides have been shorter. They've been easier. And what I'm looking to do is finish those rides. And this is what I would suggest for, for everyone underdo it the first few training sessions and don't don't evaluate how bad or good it went based on how you feel at the end evaluate it based on how you feel the next day oh for sure so did you wake up feeling like garbage did you wake up with something hurting did you wake up with any issues if so you maybe went 
too hard. Like scale it back some. Um, but let the next day and the day after kind of dictate whether or not you're training load. So the training, the, the intensity and the duration, whether or not that was okay for where your body's at. And when in doubt, your body's going to come back quick. Like the injury I had back in 14, you know, having non-weight bearing for 12 weeks, I came back, I was able to start riding in February, middle of February, I think. I'd been off since beginning of November. Um, ended up having you know, a great race by the end of April, but it came at a cost because I came back way too much intensity, way too soon. And then I dealt with a, a knee, like nagging knee injury on the opposite leg, not my hurt side. I ended up dealing with that for the rest of that season. So, and it's something just lingered. I couldn't put in the training I wanted to anymore because anytime I would, the knee would flare up and it just caused issues. So I came back too fast and then as a result paid for it for the next eight months, you know? So, um, be patient. The longer you're out, the more patient, the more gradual, the slower it needs to be. Um, you know, if you're out for a week, you're going to be fine. Like that's, that's not an issue, but if you're out for multiple weeks, that's when you got to be very patient with it. Yeah. The, I don't know if I I could say I was lucky enough to (laughs) lucky enough to, uh, Break myself in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually the day before my birthday. Happy birthday. That was awesome. Uh, but it kind of, I don't, the goal, my goal race for the year was in October. So it really didn't, it wasn't too bad of a mm-hmm. like mental deal. Like I, the, the bad part is I knew that it was going to be 10 weeks or so, 10, 12 weeks before I could really get back to, cause I wasn't going to get surgery. Yeah. Uh, so it was going to be a little bit longer before I could get back to doing things a hundred percent. And when I looked forward, like that's, that was going to be like right when races are really kicking off. Yeah. And a lot of the ones that I really like doing, you know, every year. Um, but I just looked ahead and said, okay, what can I do? Got, you know, got on the bike as much as I could ease back into running, mm-hmm. you know, swimming was the one that I had to kind of like really kind of ease back in because that full extension overhead puts a lot of pressure on your more, more pressure on your collarbone than you think. Yeah. Um, but I did have full range of motion, which was great. Um, but it like moved forward and then progressing back into it. I actually was able to, um, you know, we talk about double peaking, right? And so because I got hurt, I ended up only kind of just doing one long build for yeah. the season. I didn't try to like peak out. I went and did nationals that uh, last year in August um, and did pretty well there, but that wasn't on like, uh, I wasn't necessarily targeting it per yeah. se, um, but because I was able to kind of do one long build the whole back half of the season went pretty well. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes you end up staving off mental burnout that yeah. you don't even realize like a forced, a forced recovery period. Like that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I was getting at is that in, a lot of times personally push through, push hard through the winter yeah. and then the spring and you do some of the early season races and then kind of by like May or June, you're kind of like, uh, yeah. the heat kicks in and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh gosh. And then you have to like 
rebuild for the later part of the season, but just doing one long build and just racing to race and yeah. having no expectations was almost a relief. Mm-hmm. And I actually raced better, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, not having any expectation. And, and then the end of the season race went pretty well. I guess one of the big things that athletes end up when we've dealt, cause we've dealt with, you know, numerous folks who've gone through different levels of injury. Um, but one of the big questions, and, and actually I had a guy who just wrecked uh, for the first time, just riding with another person, got a bunch of road rash. By the way, we're not knocking people off their bikes. We are not. No, we, it's not a may, good part of our training this, program. This is not our favorite thing to to deal with and yeah. discuss. But his question was, and he was a bit worried about like mentally getting back out there. Like when he, how, if there was yeah. tips on how to get comfortable being in a group again or riding with others again. Um, and Dale, what's... I think our advice is the same here. You just gotta like a band-aid. Yeah. Get back out there. Get on the horse. Like yeah. um, you know, you can I'm a I'm a proponent for just getting back out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've anytime I've ever gotten hurt, I just throw myself back at back out there. Um, I know for some people it's a little bit more I mean, I've had athletes who have had bad bike wrecks and it's it's a struggle to even get them back in with a group or on the road in general. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if that's you, if you can't just like throw yourself back out there and be cool with it, start with a more controlled environment. Yeah. You're going to have a different level of risk tolerance. Everyone's going to have a different level, I guess. Right. So find out what you is kind of on the edge of what you feel comfortable with and start with that, you know, controlled environment, people that you're comfortable with, you know, if you're a cyclist, someone you're, you know, is smooth, you know, is not going to do anything crazy, like smaller groups. Um, I mean, you can even there. start on a bike path or something like that. Oh man, that could be dangerous. That, be yeah. Worse than we a, won't even talk. Worse than if, a group ride. If you have a, if you have a, uh, not real crowded, very clean <laughs> bike path, you can start there. Um, yeah. Sometimes that is more uh, risky. Yeah. But yeah. At the end of the day, accidents happen. Like, Driving in your car is a risk every day. Like accidents can happen. Um, there's a lot of beauty in the sport, though, and, and a lot that you get from the sport that you know experiencing. Especially you know if you're if you're someone who is a more social style athlete, like, or you're doing a race that requires you to be in a group. Like what you gain from that and what you'll gain in the future from that is going to outweigh the the potential risk of you know, wrecking again. That's for sure. Essentially a a part of the sport. Like realize that it, it sometimes happens. And, uh, although we never want it to happen, like people ask me, like, are you going to sell your bikes now? Like, no, why would I sell my bikes? Like, I, I really love the sport and what I get from the sport is worth the risk. So, but you got to get back out there. Yeah. I mean, like you said, smaller groups, Mm -hmm. you can start with a smaller group, or even just riding with some other people that you're not even necessarily in a group. You're just kind of like mm-hmm. riding around each other. Tell them you want to be on the front and yeah. uh, they can stay behind I'll you. do all the pulling. Yeah. Um, and I know like sometimes like with like, like if you wreck on maybe a TT bike, like mm-hmm. start off on the road bike, get back out there on the road bike, just get your confidence back up mm-hmm. on, on the road, handling a bike and then you can kind of progress yourself back onto the TT bike on the bullhorns, 
you know, only maybe, and then work your way on short, flat stints in right the aero bars. Right roads, yeah, that you know that there's not potholes that you're having to navigate and stuff like that. So you're you're mitigating risk by doing that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just you can't get over something in your own head necessarily. Like sometimes you have – it takes action in order for – you mentally to feel comfortable again. I guess one, one thing I do want to kind of throw in there is, and this was all, this is all wrapped up in the, um, the mental side of it, Mm -hmm. the positive attitude, focusing on what you can do and all that stuff. Like, don't just settle with the fact that you're hurt. Like, I guess that's what I'm like. Don't, don't like, don't have like the victim mentality of like, oh, I'm hurt. Why did this happen to me? I guess I'm just going to have to live with this injury and like go down that road. Mm-hmm. Like that, that goes with like getting back out there, getting on the horse. Like, yep. don't just say, well, I crashed on a, I crashed on my bike. It wasn't like, I guess that's it for me. Like that, like you said, there's, you gain so much um, mentally, emotionally from doing the exercise, being a part of the community, you know, socializing with other people, like-minded people, mm-hmm. there's so much to gain from it. Yep. Like don't, don't cheat yourself by just saying I got hurt once. I guess this is it for me. Or mm-hmm. I got hurt once. Like I'm, I'm now lesser a lesser athlete mm-hmm. because I got hurt. Uh, it's just a, that's just a dangerous road to go down. It, go, go off the, uh, I believe it was the movie dodgeball where he's literally taking the bull by the horns. <laughs> Get a poster of yourself, literally taking the bull by the horns. Look at that every day and get out there and dominate. I'm going to go on Etsy after this and see <laughs> if I can find somebody who will draw me taking the draw bull me literally by the horns. Taking the bull by the horns. So, we, we, you know, we always want to look at this and say, well, I, I want to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Fine. There's our final step. Yeah. So future injury prevention. Yes. Keep in mind, we cannot prevent 100% of injuries, nope. especially wrecks. Nope. It's an unfortunate part of the sport. Yep. We can't prevent them all. Nope. But there are things we can do to prevent a lot of those like some of the overuse stuff and just dumb injuries that may sideline you for a week or two, you know, Achilles tendon. Yeah. That one has fasciitis. Oh my gosh. That, that, that can put people aside for weeks. Yep. Um, you know, so take a look at what was the cause, like what was the cause of the injury? If it's a wreck. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe improve your bike handling skills or, you know, don't ride when it's icy out or whatever it may be like that's stuff that you can avoid. But if we're thinking about stuff that's within your control, uh, you know, are you, are you do, can you do stuff with your training and your preparation to prevent whatever injury occurred from occurring again? If it was a wreck, maybe you need to work on your bike handling. Exactly. Technique. Or if you broke every bone, maybe you should do more strength training. Yeah. Like, let's put some stress in those bones. Glad we, glad we so brought that into I knew we could sneak straight turning into this. But the truth is, if you are, if your body is strong mm-hmm. and durable and you have a wreck, you will not only heal faster, like if you have to have surgery, you will heal faster from the surgery. 
you you will heal faster from that injury if you're already strong. I don't think people realize that mm-hmm. as a benefit to strength training, but it is a massive benefit mm-hmm. to strength training. For sure. Um, the, the, like, the thing you can do right now is assess all this stuff. Yep. Assess your strength. Assess your flexibility and your range of motion, uh, especially in the in the movement patterns that you don't do exactly. every day. Yeah. Uh, if you're a straight line athlete, like most of us are, mm-hmm. try to move laterally. See what you got. Don't do it fast, though. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I don't recommend. You, otherwise, uh, press rewind and start at the beginning of this. Yeah. I don't. I don't <laughs> you'll be coming back from. Yeah, an ACL. ACL. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So assess this stuff, assess your technique. And I'm talking, you know, let somebody look at your bike fit, your pedal stroke, um, assess your running technique. I've, I've done that more and more lately of people that have ended up with stupid running injuries and it's, there's blaring things in their running technique that literally we, we address them Mm -hmm. and boop, pain's gone equipment right like when was the last time you replaced your shoes if you're dealing with yeah shoes are a big one that pops up that's preventing you from training that is my number that's like my first go-to anybody who has a a random like running issue that that start starts hurting out of the out of nowhere like okay how old are your shoes yep exactly like how long have you been in those shoes yep that's my first thing every time um, so get those things checked, get your movement checked mm-hmm. because there there's, especially swimming, like if you're having shoulder, uh, shoulder pain when you swim, I guarantee there is a, an issue with your stroke is and 30 day money back guarantee. I'll, I'll, yeah. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to do a swim analysis with us, you can send the video in if you can get underwater video. And if I don't find anything wrong in your stroke in the front, I'll say in the entry of your stroke. I'll give you your money back. Money back. It's, here. It is, uh, I mean, anybody who ends up with a shoulder issue, I would say 95% of the time, you get video of them and they're entering the water across their body, thumb first, you know, with their shoulder rotated. Weird torque. Just a weird, yeah. And so their, their, their shoulder joint is already like t- torqued funny. And then they start putting torque, more torque into it in the in the catch and the pull, mm-hmm. and you do that over and over and over and over, and it causes shoulder issues. Yep. So don't think it's just uh, like you need to swim more. You're you're not fit enough. Yeah, there's probably something going on with your stroke. I always go with it'll work itself out. <laughs> yeah, that's my philosophy. Uh, normally, <laughs> normally not the case. Normally, if you if you have it's a slowly getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a, a nagging thing that's just not going away, um, especially if it's getting worse, as long as you know that you've been progressive in the the increase Gradual in workload, yeah. it's got to be a mechanical thing. Strength, flexibility, or mechanics. Yeah. Like if your if your training load is progressive, yeah. strength, flexibility, mechanics. Something's wrong here. In general, yep. So the last little part that I want to add is you may have an injury and this kind of goes back to talking about the PT. You may have an injury that you need to be overly aware that could cause either compensation or imbalances if you aren't staying focused on it. 
Um, so if it is something that could lead to range of motion issues or you possibly wanting to compensate, increase tightness, like that could lead to other parts of your body failing at some point. If you're not being very aware of addressing those in this, in this recovery process. So make sure you're, you're dealing with that and you're really paying attention to working on any sort of structural stuff that may happen that could cause other issues to, to pop up. Yeah. Do, I mean, do your, do your therapy folks. Do it. Yep. Do your physical therapy, do your PT. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, they're, that's there to get you back prepared yep. to then do more. Take the bull by the horns. Take, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got. I think we nailed it. So if you have any other questions on this stuff, do not hesitate to reach out. You can always email us at coach at buildpeakcompete.com. You can or, also, or couch. Couch. We made it so you could do either. <laughs> uh, and you can always, you know, hit us up in the comments in the YouTube video or, or anything like that in Facebook, any of the socials. And we're happy to. And if you're someone who's bounced back from a, from a big injury, or maybe you have other tips to add to this, comment, let us know. Shoot us an email. We love hearing Contrary to popular stories. belief, we're not perfect. We are not. Ask so our wives. We might, <laughs> yeah, we might leave some things out. <laughs> but we, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out, listening, watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.